Good evening. I'm October Weeks, paranormal horror dark fantasy author. I also write paranormal romance under the name Libby Bishop. Welcome to Haunted October's Paranormal Podcast. Grab your favorite drink, cozy up around the campfire, and enjoy the show. So tonight I'm going to be talking about local ghost stories. Um, so a couple of, and this is prompted because last week I took a walk with a coworker of mine because she had told me about a few uh, haunted spots locally that I hadn't ever, I hadn't heard of them. So I was really excited. So we took like a two and a half hour walk after work. It was one, a great walk, although a bit chilly, <laughs> especially for the end of May. So there is a bridge about, I'm gonna say maybe a half a mile from my house or maybe just short of a mile from my house. And I have gone over that, I don't even know how many times since moving into where the house I'm living in now. And I had no idea <laughs> that at this bridge, so there, the bridge before what's there now, um, we have, this valley has had several floods and it took out the bridge several times. And there were some deaths surrounding the flood and the constructions of the bridge and apparently <laughs> so our school this the high school here is uh their team name is the, if i can talk <laughs> the team name is the galloping ghosts and here's why <laughs> because when it's foggy or it's early in the morning people could hear the sound of hoofbeats and ghosts whispering and um, so that's why they were called the galloping ghosts and I had absolutely no idea the, that there was a ghost story attached to that bridge because I would have totally been on it sooner and told you guys about it um, so that was really cool to learn about I was really excited to know that uh, and then about um, I am going to say about a mile and a half from that bridge there is a smaller building, like a small cabin that's called the Dollhouse. And I have always known the Dollhouse as the building for, um, there was an inn and um, that's where you could get information on the inn and local things to do and whatnot. Well, originally the Dollhouse was built, I'm, um, a doctor had built the dollhouse for his daughter, his young daughter. I think she was about eight or nine. And I would have loved this dollhouse. It was like basically a small cabin with this cool walk around porch. And when you go inside, there's nothing in it. Um, and there's a little attic space, but there's nothing there now. But it was once um, her, basically her own dollhouse, a huge dollhouse. And it originally sat on the farm that's not too far away from where it is now. And the daughter had died and ever since she had passed, you could see a light on like lantern light um, in the dollhouse when no one was in there. It, there was, again, there was no electricity in it and you could see lights, lantern lights in the um, dollhouse and but when they moved it to where it is today, that activity stopped. Um, no one has seen 
anything uh, remotely like that since that since it was moved. The next stop she took me to was just down the road from the dollhouse, and it's a cemetery. So she's telling me about the story of this um, little girl, and as we're approaching the cemetery, and apparently uh, back in the day. They were digging a grave, like another grave, and they found the body of a young girl about the size of the daughter who had passed away. Her hair had grown, you know, in death and her nails, um, but you could still see the red in her hair, and the little girl had had red hair. Um, there was no gravestone. There was nothing to mark that there was a child or a person buried in that spot. Um, so we don't, you, there's no knowing what actually happened, you know, if someone took the stone, um, there's just, there's, or if, you know, one was never put up, they're just, you don't know, there's no way to net that we'll ever know. But, um, so she told me that before we got actually into the cemetery. And you guys, so I have been into a lot of cemeteries, old cemeteries, and the second we walked through past the fence and my two feet were inside that cemetery the energy was like hello like some like a whole bunch of people just greeted turned around and greeted me and as we're walking in it was just it got stronger and she was telling me about she took me to the right the left side of the cemetery in the front and there's these two certain rows of, of graves. Well, the doctor's in there with his first wife on one side and his second wife on the other. That second wife's first husband, who had died about, um, I think, two months uh, before she married the doctor, <laughs> he is buried in the row directly in front of them. And the history she gave me on that would make me wonder, you know, even back in those days, that someone must have thought that something weird was going on there. Like, okay, so his first wife dies at the age of 38. And then he immediately, and I know it's not completely unheard of, but he immediately gets engaged to a woman whose husband passed away within a week of their engagement and then they're married about two months later so yeah that in my brain <laughs> i'm thinking yeah something weird happened there so as i'm walking deeper into the cemetery after she told me that story i could feel a female presence walking behind me like checking me out you know scoping me out and it was like she was saying like her energy was saying i know you can see me i know you can hear me pay attention why are you here you know very curious very wanting to know me to know that she was there but when I turned around she wasn't I couldn't see anything but I could feel her and <laughs> so we spent a little more time in the cemetery and I was telling my co-worker and friend this I'm like there is a lot of energy in the cemetery and I told her about the woman behind me and what I was feeling and as we turned around to start heading back out of the cemetery, because there was some other places she wanted to show me, um, <laughs> that guy, it felt a very, an older man, like in, 
probably, you know, the feeling was about 60-ish years old um, or around that age. And I could feel him and he was irritated with me. Like he was saying, get out. I don't want you here. I don't want to hear you talking to me, <laughs> talking about me, talking to me. I just don't want you here. Get out. Uh, and I told my coworker that too. I'm like, yeah, he's pretty insistent that he doesn't want us around, but he was lucky that I didn't want to ask any more questions because <laughs> I really had some. <laughs> I really wanted to know so badly. I'm going to have to take another trip up there because it's a very active uh, cemetery energy-wise. You know, a lot of cemeteries, like the one uh, in Sleepy Hollow, was very calm. There wasn't a lot of um, activity. It was just a very calm energy, and you just felt very comfortable. So in this cemetery uh, that we were in... I'm like, God, this place is loud. Like, it's loud and it's strong. And they wanted to, me to know that they were there. And it wasn't a negative, you know, with the exception of the old, older man. It wasn't negative. It was just, hey, how are you? Why are you here? You know, can you hear me? Can you see me? You know, they were very interactive. It was very interactive energy. So... A little ways down from the cemetery is the farmhouse where the little girl lived uh, with her family and the original place where that where the dollhouse was situated I was envious of this little girl it was a gorgeous spot right on top of the hill she had a view of the entire valley basically and the storms that come over uh, the mountain sweep down like she had the perfect view of all of that i was envious honestly it was a it's a gorgeous spot there's some history with that farmhouse too that there are some underground tunnels and there are some underground hidey places and i think it would be really cool to get one of those um ground radar machines and just sweep the ground to see if you could actually uh, find any of those i think that would be pretty cool so we walked another probably a half a mile and down onto the back nine of the golf course um, that's in the area. We walked probably a good another mile or so, mile and a half to the railroad tracks. And there is a forest walking path uh, that was built and by the tracks and on the other side of it is the river. Well, along the track side, um, if you walk down a certain path, you can see old, uh, the old grave markers, the old marble and granite grave markers um, and pillars. And you could tell because there's, there is a cemetery above the hill, but the back of the hill had started to slide and you could see it. So they couldn't, uh, bury anybody else in one of the this second cemetery because of the sliding uh, but they never bothered to move some of the markers <laughs> when they moved the bodies and I hope they really did move the bodies um, but anyway so we were walking and that was really cool to see because I didn't even know it was there you know and you could feel that part of the forest while the walk was nice um, there was an energy there, like it was very light. And my guess is 
that that is energy left over from when they had to move some of the bodies, but they didn't move some of the um, stones and markers and the pillars. They just left them there um, when it started to slide. So that would be my guess as to what that energy is from because I couldn't feel a ghost. I didn't, couldn't feel a presence. It was just the leftover energy of one. And after we got out of the path, um, off the forest walking path, I'm back up onto the main road. And I told my coworker, I'm like, I have so many story ideas right now. <laughs> you know, for Delilah and Millie and I just have so many ideas for stories, for ghost stories. And I never would have known that I had that many local spots that I hadn't heard of yet. And I, it really does surprise me because you know, I love local lore. I love learning about ghost stories. I research it and I had not heard of any of the ones she was telling me about because there were a few others uh, that uh, we didn't get to visit, but it was like a five mile walk <laughs> and it was awesome, but we just didn't have time at the end of the day to go see the other spots. Um, but I am, I just, it does surprise me because I do so much research and she made a very good point. She said, that a few of the stories are in very old newspaper articles and she actually gave me a few of those articles uh, and I'm so thankful that she did. Um, so they're recorded in small, you know, newspapers and journals, but they're obscure so you can't find them easily. So if you don't know what you're looking for exactly, you're not gonna find the stories. And a lot of the people who could have told you about those um, ghosts and local lore um, have since passed away uh, so and they were those she knows because they were passed down to her and she has she found a few of the articles um, so now after that history ghost walk <laughs> that she took me on uh, I really want to dig a little deeper into those stories I really want to see what I can find now that I know some more specific names and dates and all of that so I want to see what I can dig up now that I know where I can find the information that I um, need you know because she gave me a few starting points uh, where she found her the articles that she found who she got them from I can now kind of do my own research see if I can't see what I can't dig up and all of that so I'm pretty excited <laughs> I'm very excited to see what else I can dig up locally places I can get to easily and walk to or easily driven to because they're close by and um, without having to worry too much about some of the travel restrictions and distancing and all of that so I'm very excited <laughs> I can't wait and maybe I can do some live podcast you know take you guys along for the adventure because <laughs> i know a lot of you like the same type of ghost stories so i'm hoping to be able to bring you guys along with me on at least some of those um adventures we do have <laughs> we are a pretty rural state so sometimes internet access is spotty and or non-existent <laughs> 
Like you can stand on one side of your barn and in that one foot square you have service. If you step outside of it, you're screwed. <laughs> That's a, I'm not even joking about that. That in my that place the house I used to live in in another town, uh, that was the way. If you stood on the left side of the barn, about a foot in front of it, in a tiny half foot square, if you moved outside of that square, you lost all access. <laughs> so I will bring you guys along with me if I have the access to do it. If not, I will, of course, do a podcast and uh, show you guys pictures on the blog and everything. So that was my adventure, my latest little ghost adventures um, locally. And as I said, I can't wait to bring you, uh, can't wait to bring you guys along with me as I find out more about local ghosts. And if you have any local ghost stories around Vermont that um, you found or you know about that I may not, shoot me an email. Um, go to either leave a comment here on the podcast or. Go over to the podcast website and leave me a message and shoot me, you know, shoot me an email and let me know about it. If you have any other questions or comments, free to leave a comment or shoot me an email and I will address them in another podcast. And until the next podcast, thank you so, so much for joining me and have a great evening. <laughs>